Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cool, can go to trap, sons and traps. Trap, sons and trap, don't sons and trap. Uh, we got a great show. Uh, we were supposed to have Vince, but his air conditioning blew out. Um, and then Wean Dog canceled. And then I, I was supposed to come on for five minutes, do the McCorkle Minute. And I was like, I got no guests. I realized I forgot to tell Shang. But we pulled it together. That's what we do, people. Okay? That's what you do. You pull together. You fucking roll with the punches. Right. Okay? And then you use your elbow. And then once you get in, you, you spin. You hit him with the... Sometimes life gives you lemons, and then uh, you make lemonade. Uh, so, here we go. Uh, man, it's been a crazy, crazy day. First of all, I don't know if you saw the news. Mayhem Miller got arrested. Um, obviously, people have been blowing me up about that. Uh, I feel terrible. Look, I love Jason Miller. He was. He he you was. Feel terrible. Of course, he was one of my I best feel, friends. You know what I feel like? Inevitable. It was inevitable. Look, Jason, obviously, was one of my best friends, and we did the podcast together, and we were killing it. We were killing the podcast. But unfortunately, this pan- – well, not to take the blame off Jason, but this pandemic has really fucked up a lot of people who have drug problems in the past. Uh, I agree. agree. Like, You're right. like You're right. the third person that I know that has, like, you know, allegedly relapsed, or I, my friend's wife passed away. My one of my best, the best man at my wedding. One of them, uh, my his wife passed away from alcohol poisoning. It's just a a horrible time. So if you're watching this and you have a drug problem or you have a substance problem, get help, please get help. Now, uh, when Jason was on the show, we were killing it. Right when he got out of jail, it was the best. And sober Jason is the best. He's smart. Oh, I've hung out with him multiple times, and yeah, smart, funny, humble, witty, on it. And then, you know, he was—he got out of the, you know, the sober living, and he was living with some. I'm not gonna get into his personal stuff, but right. you gotta, but you gotta make sure you surround yourself with the right people. Uh, and also, him also sometimes isn't the right. People. He he could also be on the other end of that. Like so, sometimes people don't. So anyway, without that, without really getting specifics it was only a matter of time and um and i saw that on the show and i and you know the, the, the fans got mad at me They're like what the fuck man why isn't jason on the show and i could see something was completely different from when he first and i just right. I, I kept seeing it and kept seeing it and it broke my heart i mean i couldn't sleep for days my wife was like i've never seen you so depressed over something and i'm like oh over someone, I'm like, this guy's one of my best friends. I, I, I love the dude, he's fucking, he's, he's my guy. And, uh, and then it just, I was getting texts from all different kinds of people just telling me horror story after horror story after horror. 
you know, I had a Zoom comedy show. He crashed it, started heckling the comics. And he, oh, yeah. he was like, he said, he did. That, that was rocker that, that night. And it was just one thing after another. People, his people that he was coaching were kidding me up. His exes were hitting me up. It was just a disaster. And uh, so now he's in jail. What, 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 what was his, uh, what was he arrested for? Now for car theft amongst like other things. Um, uh, and it, it just sucks because sober, Jason is the best. No, I hung out with him when he was sober and, uh, uh, a couple of times. And when I hung out with him, he seemed fine. But I could see that helter-skelter shit in his eyes. No, and that's behind it. Like, I'm about to do some crazy shit. Then I go, you know what? Got to leave. I got kids. Don't have time for this shit. And then I bounce. And that's I the bounce. thing, man. I, like, I, like, when he got out of jail, I got him a job. And I got him a coaching job. And I offered him to stay here. Hey, man, you need to stay here. And I was trying to put money in his pocket. And I was making phone calls for him. And I was trying to get him this, that. And I was talking every night and then slowly I could see the unraveling and the conversations were getting crazier and crazier and crazier and it was just like oh man what the fuck do I do and the thing is I mean that as a fighter I think that you know he's done some amazing stuff he's beat some people that you go what the fuck good for him I just think that he always had that at least from the time I hung out with it it just seemed like he's always leaning towards the dark then does that make sense what I'm saying? Of course it does. And I, and I, I don't want to disrespect him by saying this, but I, I was getting like a lot of texts from people telling me what he was doing and it was, and none of it was good. Um, and I reached out to him and I don't know. He just leans towards the dark, man. And I think that eventually it was going to catch up with him. At least I haven't seen him in a long time, but when I did see him, I just thought something is going to happen with this dude. And I wasn't, not a, not a diss. I just thought, and I, will, I don't know if I want to be around when it happens. No, I'm happy that he didn't hurt anybody right now. He didn't physically hurt anybody. He didn't physically hurt himself. And hopefully he gets out of jail and uh, he keeps his life together. And I'll always be his friend. I'll always be his friend. Okay. Um, Sean? Oh, he was super chill. But I think that the drugs, you know how some people can drink and or they'll, they'll drink and take drugs and they're kind of just funny and cool, but they're not destructive. Then there's other people that take drugs and you can tell they're about to just no. Yeah. I mean, he told me, and I go, Jason, when you're sober, you're the best. But when you're not, and he goes, I'm terrifying. I mean, he told me that. Oh, he said it himself. Yeah, because he's extremely witty and smart, and he's got so much going for him. And that's what's so painful about it is that you see the potential. And this podcast itself, I think, could have been the number one. Look, I could have number one podcast in the world. We were killing it. And then all of a sudden it was out of control and not just on the show, but off the show and after the show. And I was, and it's hard. You're right. I got a wife and a kid and I can't be dealing with that shit. I got a two year old. I have a baby. I have a literal baby that needs me. I can't. Be I, I, yeah. I think like that constantly when I, when I think about doing something wrong, when I thought about knocking people's heads off, I just go, you know what? This ain't worth it. I got to get home. I'd rather be home watching cartoons. Like, I literally, that yeah. runs through my head. And Jason has a huge heart, huge heart. And that's the most upsetting thing. He's not a bad person. When he's got his shit together, he's the best. But when he doesn't, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And, I, and also, even, having the name Mayhem gets him a get out of jail free card because he's like, oh, it's mayhem. But it doesn't. You're in jail again. It's like, bro, you just did a year and a half. You just did a year and a half in jail. Like, come on.
Sean. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, even as a fighter, I think him as a fighter, when I would look back at it, I looked at a bunch of his fights before, he does, he's got so much potential. I think that he derails himself, but it's oh. not his potential or talent. Does that make sense what I'm saying? 100%. 100%. Sean. Yeah, I don't know. Me and, I, me and him used to not like each other because I told him to get off Kimbo Slice's nuts back in the day before I was in the UFC. Because, um, like, he wanted to be black more than anybody I've ever seen in my life, like back in the day, like Mayhem did. And um, <laughs> I didn't talk to that, really? and told him it wasn't all it's cracked up to be, right? But, um, no, he uh, – so I told him to get off his nuts, you know, or whatever. And then we went back and forth, me and him, for a while. But I always liked him. I mean, I had no problem with him. And I was actually excited when he was doing the Bully Beatdown show and then he got in that movie um, – the MMA movie with Foster, and I never saw it, but I just saw it. I thought he was really, uh, yeah. really going good, you know. And then he flipped out on Ariel's show, which I thought was all just a marketing ploy, but apparently it was legit. Um, so it, uh, it's I don't know, man. He's always talked about his struggle with his mental health, and that's a, it's a tough, uh, tough thing, man. You mix that with drugs, it's not going to go anywhere but down, you know. You're, you're right. You're so right, man. I, I think that there's some fighters that I was watching this thing called War Machine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching. It was like. Even in situations like that where you can see it coming. And if you don't have people that can prevent it, there's nothing you can do. So, Adam, I think that you shouldn't feel – you should you should feel like you've done what you could. But there's a certain point where if you're drowning and somebody keeps pulling you down under the water, you got to let go. you got to kind of – got to let no, go. 100%. 100%, man. And I like, think even with, the, with this, you knew – because I talked to you. You knew when he was starting to derail – and you said the show will end up derailing because of his derailment. Dude, I, I, we had long talks at night and it was, it was in, insane. And the things he was saying, and I was, it was so frustrating because you see how good he can be. And then you saw this person and you were just, it was Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, complete Jekyll and Hyde. So anyway, best of luck to Jason. Um, please get sober, please get out. I'll be there for you again. As long, as long as you're sober and you're taking care of yourself, I'll always be there for you, man. Yeah. Uh, nah, I think he knows that. I'll, he'll always have a, a friend in me. Um, now, uh, let's talk about some fights that got made. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, who is undefeated. He's the kid who wears camo. All the, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Camo from, like, Arkansas. Him versus uh, Touchy Feely got, got made. Interesting fight. Tough fight. I mean, tough fight. I would say tough fight. I think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, he does have that, you know, move forward style that I don't give a fuck style. Well, he's amazing on the ground, uh, this Bryce Mitchell kid. He always has, like, put the twister. But Feely has fought the better competition and is better standing up. It's a, it, this is a tough one. This is one of those if things. It stand, where, if, it, if, he stand, if it stands, he's going to lose. You know that. Sometimes I wonder, the UFC, I, like, I'm excited for this fight, but the UFC, like, you, you can't fault them for trying to uh, protect their so-called stars or up-and-coming stars. I mean, they threw O'Malley to the wolves, Chito Vera, um, and now this Bryce Mitchell kid is a bona fide star, and Touchy Feely is no gatekeeper. I mean, I think he could, I think he could win a championship. This is going to be a tough one. Uh, Sean. Yeah, I don't, man, I've never gotten that matchmaking. You know, back in the day, a lot of people don't know this. Um, Roger Huerta, uh, my, he was the same agent as me, Monty Cox, and the UFC basically, like, Monty went to him and said, hey, I got a good-looking kid. He can fight. He's new to the game, this and that. But uh, he said, if we build him, he can be a huge star in Latin America, you know? 
and um, they, they built him the right way. They had him fight four or five first-time UFC guys, like their first-time UFC, get him to 5-0 and in the UFC and whatever he was, 12 or 14-0. It's on the uh, cover Sports Illustrated, and then he starts saying he, he's tired of hearing about how he doesn't fight real competition. He wants to fight somebody real. He wants this or that. And uh, Monty was telling him, like, you really don't. There's no easy fights in the UFC, but always take the easiest one. That's what Monty always told me. You always take the easiest one because everybody can fight, you know? So um, he um, – the UFC built him the right way, and then he got mouthy about it when somebody real. So they gave him somebody real, and he got beat. I can't remember who it was, but I remember he got beat. Uh, did well, but he got beat, and then you kind of never hear from him again, you know, after you lose a couple. And uh, I wish the UFC wouldn't do that, like, with O'Malley or with those guys so soon, man. Like, what's wrong with – I mean, not give, there's no guaranteed win in the UFC, but give him some time, man. Like, you don't always have to – doesn't always have to be number one versus number two, you know what I mean, or always, you know, like it's got – I don't know. What? No, no, you got to <laughs> – no, I've listened to what you're saying. Are you serious? No. Well, in the situation with O'Malley, you can't, if you can't front. He did. He started teeing off on him a little bit. One, but as soon as you saw his foot, you saw his foot curl underneath. I thought he's hopping around. You can see him being ginger on his foot. I think O'Malley, he talked himself into that shit. No, but okay. he is, first of all, I don't even think you can judge how good he is based on that. A guy breaks his ankle. You can. You can. But no, but. Yeah. but well, I think, oh, I think O'Malley wins that fight regardless, if not for the injury. But I mean, just injured. The- yeah, people get injured. People get injured. But, but, no, Sean, I- isn't, but Sean, isn't there a fear of it becoming like boxing and they do that? Like all of a sudden the guy's 30 and oh, but hasn't fought anybody? Well, the problem is everybody in the UFC is good, though. So it isn't like in boxing you can fight homeless guys. I had a guy approach me one time. For- <laughs> you you said you can you- fight a homeless guy. <laughs> I mean, they literally, I had a guy approach me, he was with top-ranked boxing, and uh, they had seen my interviews or something, it was early in my career, I wanted to know if I was interested in boxing, he said, listen, we can get you in there against, literally said, we can put you in there against 30 homeless guys, um, you know, or whatever, 30 guys who can't fight, I'll get you a 30-0 record, we can get you a million-dollar payday, and then they take half at that point, or more, but uh, they get you a bunch of wins, so you don't want it to be like that, but at the UFC level, there is no easy fight, you know, we see upsets all the time, so I just wish they wouldn't be in such a hurry to it feels like everybody gets pushed too fast. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I mean, I fought Mark Hunt my first fight, and then they want me to fight Stephen Struve my second one. I'm like, guys, I've only been training full-time for like a year and a half. You know what I mean? Like a year, like calm down. Um, but it's uh, – yeah, I mean, I don't know. They always – I mean, there's no easy fight. They always, say, well, the, no easy they always say the best will win eventually anyway, but that's not always the case, you know? There's so. no easy fights, but isn't there a way that they sometimes, like, put you up against a guy who's really past his prime? So he's like a name, but he's like – like a 43 year old Diego Sanchez, which doesn't even always work. I mean, look what happened against uh, uh, the the kid who who beat Sage Northcutt. Mickey Gall, yeah. Mickey Gall. Yeah, yeah, but there's a way that they can sort of finesse it, right? They do that. And the the thing that stinks about that is the guy like Diego, there's nothing in it for him. If he's fighting a, like when I fought, uh, I I beat Mark Hunt, lost to Stephen Struve, then they want me to fight uh, Christian Warcraft, who no one had heard of, but he almost killed Stephen Struve, who beat me. You know, so I was like, in his one fight in the UFC, I was like, can I have anyone else but him? Because nobody knows who he is. And they're like, uh, they came back with Shane Carwin. I said, okay, deal. And they're like, you want to fight Shane Carwin? They thought they were going to bully me into fighting Warcraft. I was like, I'd rather fight someone known um, than someone unknown if I'm going to take a chance on losing. But then they said, more, uh, that uh, uh, what's his name, said the same thing. Uh, Shane Carwin said the same thing. What does he have to gain by beating me? Because I wasn't as known as him. So it's kind of tough. But like Robbie Lawler's fighting a guy I've never heard of coming up. That really surprised me. Uh, who, uh, who, uh, Neil Magny? Uh, no, they just they just scheduling with somebody. Uh, yeah, they just scheduled it. Yeah, it oh, just sure. now got scheduled. I think yesterday, and I was like, I've never even heard of that guy. It's weird that Robbie Lawler would be fighting him or take that fight unless he thinks it's a you know pretty sure win. But 
usually a guy at Robbie Lawler's level. I mean, he's lost a couple, but he's, I mean, world champ for a while. You know, like he's really good. It's surprising me that he would take that fight. So, Well, I mean, but didn't he, when you say, well, he trained for Neil Magny. He did his camp. He's probably feeling really good. Maybe he's fighting better than he ever has, or in his mind he is. So he's like, fuck it. I don't want to waste this. It might be. I just, I, I, to me, a situation like that's like everything to lose, nothing to gain. If you beat a guy that no one's ever heard of, it's like, so what, you know? Um, like, I always wanted to specialize. I was trying to fight like Wes Sims or guys with the, be the biggest name and worst fighting ability. That was the way I went about it. You know what I mean? Like, give me the guy, give me the guy at the end of his career who has nothing left and a huge name, you know? So. You, but you never love fighting, right? No, I hated it. Hated every minute of it. But I just liked everything that came along with it. So. I mean, was it the wow. girl you liked? Was it what? Like the girls, the attention, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I just, I mean, the only, I'm weird because I would rather fight someone for 15 minutes and get hurt than work a job all year. You know, like, it's just like, if you told me this next year, you have to fight five times and you can make $200,000 or you can work a job you don't like all year round and make 200000 Like, I'll just fight five times because no matter what, it's only 15 minutes of fight. So. so, Shane, one of the funniest things, McCorkle went into promoting, right? And he schedules an MMA event a boxing event, hot chicks having pillow fights, right? And, and, and pro wrestling in Indiana, right? So it, it, it's, a, it's a complete oh, show, right? A bunch yeah. of his ex-girlfriends show up. In the middle of it, he gets out and, and has a list of women he fucked in that town and starts reading it. So then everyone starts, everyone starts booing him, right? Because the girls are like with their boyfriends, this and that. Then you oh, got like God. for like, some of the fights were rigged or they said they were rigged or, what what happened with this, uh, this promotion? It was here's how it started, right? So I was used to the old days in MMA where there was no commission, there was no anything. You just put on fights, and I wanted to do like some novelty fights, like spinning back fist only match. You know what I mean, or whatever. Two guys can only hit each other spinning back fist, and anything else is a disqualification. Or a blindfolded match, like I want to have two guys blindfolded and fight each other. Like how great would that be? You know, like right. just watching them do that. So the commission kept saying no on everything I wanted to do. So. Then I was like, okay, yeah. what, if I have, what if I have two girls in their underwear pillow fight? And they were like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I don't understand how you can control that if it's entertainment, like it's my intermission. They're like, well, if it happens during intermission, then that's fine. So I came up with that one. Uh, I came up with a couple different novelty ideas, you know, where uh, they couldn't control it, but they, they didn't want me to promote fights anymore because my, I wanted to like mix WWE with Jerry Springer with MMA. Like that was my idea. So like no matter what, you know you're going to get a good fight. Like back in the old days, you could literally pick two guys from the crowd who didn't like each other and have them go bare knuckle fight. It didn't matter. There was no regulation. There was no anything in Indiana uh, right. until like 2009 or 10, I think. So for a good 10-year run there, you could literally do anything you wanted. You could have, like, I mean, a guy with boxing gloves fighting a guy with no gloves. You know I mean? It could be anything you wanted, which was awesome. Some of the fights were the most amazing thing I've ever seen, like the funniest, just out of control. Because I would rather watch two guys that can't fight fight than two guys that can any day. Like, if you get – as long as they've got heart. Two guys that can't fight at all, but if they really want it, like really fight. Like, I was in a fight one time. There used to be something called Battleground in Indianapolis, which was just, I mean, basically street fights in a small wrestling ring. Like, it was the craziest thing ever. Like, we weren't even sure on the rules. Like, it was crazy. But these guys would be cussing each other out while they were fighting. I was I was refing one time, and I was, like, in tears trying to watch these guys fight. These guys like, you son of a bitch, like, on top punching this dude, <laughs> cussing him out. And he's like, wait till I get on top. You're going to see. Like, they're, like, arguing during the fight. And uh, one of them bit the other one. It was, like, the craziest thing you, ever. A bunch of you were laughing? Yeah, I was the ref, and I was laughing. I couldn't even... I had a fight with this guy who looked just like Chuck Norris, which I thought he was going to win just based on that alone. But we have – they get in the ropes. They start to follow the ring. I reset him in the center of the ring. I'm like, okay, get in the position you were in before. And this guy locks in a rear naked choke right away. And I was kind of in a hurry. Like, I was laughing. I wanted to get out of there that night. 
So I was like, I asked him before they started, I said, are you okay with that position? The guy that's in the rear naked, you know, I said, are you okay with that position? He goes, hell yeah, let's do it. The guy's like Chuck Norris. And I looked at the judges. I said, okay, go immediately. As soon as I said, go, the guy chokes him completely unconscious in three seconds, you know, or whatever. So that fight was over and everybody's booing me. And I was like, they, they both said, okay, to that position. Like that wasn't what they were in, but that's what they started in. And he choked him out. <laughs> he, said, and okay. he said, okay. So yeah, he said he was ready to go. It was so out of control. I had a guy, uh, a friend of mine, or kind of friend of mine, he was sitting there, he had a bottle of water. It was so hot, it was 120 degrees in that building that night. I was burning up, and he had a bottle of water, and I was like, hey, man, can I get a sip of just water, fall your water, just pour a little bit in my mouth, you know, not put my lips on it or whatever. And he's like, sure, he hands it to me. So I tip it back and just open my mouth. It goes straight down my throat. Turns out it's moonshine that he made oh it. Oh, my God. Um, he didn't tell me. I start, like, I start coughing, feel like I'm going to lose my lungs, man, like, because, I, you know, I'm expecting water. It's moonshine. It tastes like gasoline or rubbing alcohol. I start like coughing or whatever. He starts laughing, so I threw it at him, mad about it, because you know what I mean. Like I was like, the ref drinking moonshine. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm refing, and it, like it was, <laughs> uh, it was terrible. But they, everybody hated my refing because once why was he drinking moonshine longer, during the fight? Yeah, let's uh, yeah, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, moonshine. Yeah, and my <laughs> refing actually got better at that point. But um, <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was. Some of the fights sucked. There was a guy they called Oil Can. Cause he had, he had like thug life across his stomach, but he came, he had just been working on his car. You could tell like all day. So he had like oil and grease all over his face and arms and he didn't take a shower before he fought. So uh, like I was, uh, I was asking the other corner if they were okay because he was probably greasing and they didn't get it. You know, like uh, guys do that. But we, uh, we kept saying like uh, he, he ended up tapping out early in the first. I said he had to try, he had to like change that manifold. So you can't blame him. You know, he had to get back working on that car he was working on. And we were just laughing. It was a, they had a guy, his nickname was Assault and Battery because he literally was, had just gotten out of jail on bail for Assault and Battery um, on his wife. And he came in and she cornered him with a black eye. It was like the greatest, like he had just beat her up and she's cornered him there. It sounds like it's insane. Dude, it was, it was that fight. The guy that there played any on was video Leo It was a great Anywhere show. we can watch these fights? Do what? Anywhere we can watch these events? Man, there's nobody ever uploaded to YouTube. I've got a DVD somewhere. I have to find a Battleground 1. Battleground 1 was just in a warehouse with no ring, no anything. It was just these guys, like, they would film before talking about what they were going to do. And then uh, they'd go out and they would just fight. With, like, they had, like, these little just weak gloves, like uh, like bad gloves, not even, like, MMA gloves, like a little speed bag gloves. And they were just punching each other in the face. It was the most out-of-control thing ever. But I couldn't even believe someone didn't get arrested or end up getting busted up in the night because someone called the cops because there was a fight in the parking lot. But it was, I mean, it was out of control. They would draw sometimes five, 600 people to these shows, man, in the little warehouse somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can see that. It was, that was, my idea was to legitimize that just a little bit. Like, I wanted to have a guy dressed like Batman fight a guy dressed like Robin. You know what I mean? Like, I, I thought, like, if I could dress him in a Halloween costume oh, and have him fight real fighters, it would like be Ellis, great. Jason Ellis, I used to work, I worked at Ellis Mania one year, and he would have a guy dressed up as a taco, fight a guy dressed up as a pizza. Uh, and then they would have like, and they would have musical chair fights where they'd have like six guys with musical chairs, and when whoever stopped, they even stopped. Whoever was left standing, the two people would have to fight each other. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'd pay to see that. I would pay and, to see and that. They had, a thing that, they had a thing like where they had shock collars, right? Where people had blindfolds and shock collars, and they gave people who had like, who were like mentally challenged, like the, the shockers and let them shock people while they were fighting each other. Like, so they're in, <laughs> like, it was one thing after another. It, it was one of some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. They had like a transgender fight. It was just one thing after another. Ellis was like kind of ahead of his time in that. It was some of the funniest shit ever. It was ridiculous. I actually, Brendan Schaub told me about that one time. He said he never had so much fun in his life shocking somebody. 
Why don't you like Brendan Shaw? I can the comics and the person. I can give you a know because. I know that you, as a comic, I can understand where people go, not the yeah. funniest. He's not the funniest. But I know I met him a couple times at a comic store, and he, just, yeah. he was cool. But what is, is it? Is him as a person? Is he a douche or what? What is it? He is the most, un, like the most narcissistic, unself-aware retard like I've ever seen in my life. Like he started some stuff with me. Like uh, there's a clip I always post online where Joe Rogan on his podcast talked about how funny I am, like mentions to me by name, everybody sent it to me, hey, look, Rogan's saying you're the funniest, you know, MMA fighter or whatever, like this and that. And uh, he, Shab is there and Shab's like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, is he still alive? You know, like he, you can see yeah. this jealousy overwhelm his face. Like he's always hating on everybody. And he just, um, I mean, I started not liking him a long time ago. I was auditioning for some show that Adam got me, um, was out there too. You remember that show they were gonna do, it was gonna be like yeah. Tosh.0, but with fight videos or something. And I'm out there and uh, auditioning, and uh, I hear somebody come in yelling out, like, go douche, being real loud and annoying. And I'm like, guys, quiet down. It's Shab, of course, being a loud mouth. And I hear him say, oh, I hear him say, like, oh, this guy, like that or whatever. And then, so mid audition, I look up and say, you talking to me? And then he just looked down at his feet. I said, yeah, keep sitting over and look at your feet, dude, because I was about to punch him in his face. You know, like he's always, always around his mouth about me, but won't say anything in person, like just looks at the ground, won't say anything in person. And, but beyond that, I mean, there's, if you watch any, there's something, there's something, a, a Reddit page that's all like 30,000 people who hate Brendan Schaub and they post everything he does. Like besides him being illiterate, he'll laugh about, he was telling a story the other day about some 12 year old girl who was new to jujitsu, who does a jujitsu tournament, gets put in a heel hook, doesn't know that you're supposed to tap right away because you'll tear you, it doesn't hurt until your knees torn, you know? So she doesn't tap, she breaks her leg, rips all her tendons out in her knee. This girl's really good at um, submitting her, I guess. She starts screaming and crying and Brendan Schaub's like, yeah, I was like, that's what you get, you dumb bitch. Stay in your, stay in your lane. Like, or whatever. Like, dude, you're talking about a 12-year-old wow. who tried jiu-jitsu, I mean, but he's just. He does, uh, you know, like, like, look, the guy obviously got some, like, I mean, the guy gets, the guy gets COVID, right? Which is terrible. And two days later, he's posting about a bike ride, a 25-mile bike ride with COVID. Like, 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 okay, one thing if, like, you want to ride around without a mask without COVID, obviously, that's your thing. If you have COVID and you go around <laughs> like, up meetings, yeah. He got a lot of heat for that, but I mean, but what are you doing? Think, what are you, what are you, no, no, but I think that him being friends with Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan does let him just go full rampant on all yeah. of the times I've seen it. That's what his credibility is from. It's not from him being a strong stand up and it's not from him being some celebrity yeah. like I think it's I think it's linked to Rogan. Well, well Sean, I know you had some jokes planned today. Do you want to do them Monday or do you want to do them now? It's whatever you want, man. I can do them now or Monday or both. All right, all right, let's do it now because I know because I know right. I, I didn't think we were gonna have a podcast. I'm like, we got we gotta have a podcast, but we need people. Uh, so I called you, and then uh, but I don't want to ruin the fact that you worked on these jokes. I know jokes to me are like babies, you know. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, well, as long as uh, you and Shannon, if you guys think it's funny, that's all I care about because you're the comedian. So. All right. So now, yeah, one of my that. favorite uh, fighters, comedians personalities, a guy on Facebook. If you're not following him on Facebook, you are missing some of the most ridiculous, hilarious, ridiculous. controversial Very funny, I've ever seen in my life. Uh, please give it up for Sean McCorkle. Let him know. You know, I've been, uh, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I don't know. I, I just watch a lot of stand-up comedy just over, you know, over the years. It always has, me and Adam have talked about that. Like, why was something funny? Like, they talk about how great Jay Leno was in the 70s, and I watch it, and I don't get it. And I'm like, is it a time thing? Is it, you know, generational? Like, is it just comedy so outrageous now? But anyway, 
I wanted to try to do something. I was trying to come up with some more like jokes with a the classical theme, you know, like so it's not just always just outrage or, you know, what I'm known for, just saying stuff that's so offensive that you laugh because you're uncomfortable. So I was going to do some of these. I'm going to try to do something, you know, a little more classic from the, you know, the older days. So um, my right. first joke, I'll need you guys to participate on a few of these. But um, why did the chicken cross the road in 1989? Why? Why? Because Brian Callen was trying to rape it. <laughs> So that's, um, uh, that's classic. That is okay. How about this one? How about this one? Knock knock. Who's there? The Showtime executive. Um. Okay. You gotta. You gotta go. What's your next question? Oh, uh, Showtime executive. On a knock knock joke. Oh, knock yeah. knock. Showtime executive who? The Showtime executive who gave Brendan Schaub uh, a comedy special. I'm homeless now because I got fired. Do you have anything I can eat? <laughs> okay, because okay, at first you confused me. <laughs> you guys were supposed to play along with the I know. I, 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 we both did a pause like, what? Uh, <laughs> all right, let's go. All right. I didn't want to do a Polish joke, so how about this one? How many comedians would it take to get Brendan Schaub to move to the middle of Antarctica? One, Joe Rogan. Oh, God, you got me. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, so you got that one. Hey, did you see, uh, off the classical theme, did you see Vanderlei Silva's son do his first uh, amateur boxing match the other night? No. It's all over YouTube, man. He looked really good. He looks just like Vanderlei Silva, um, but he did really good, man, and uh, I guess he knocked the guy out like the second round. I mean, it was headgear and big gloves, but uh, he looked like Vanderlei fighting, the young Vanderlei fighting, and it was so impressive, actually. They asked um, Scott Coker about it. And uh, he said um, he's going to watch his career. He said he can't wait to offer him a contract in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, it so. makes sense. That's actually too soon. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Um, I love these. I love these. Go on. All righty. Here's another classical joke. <laughs> what do you get when you cross a failed MMA career with being friends with Joe Rogan? Brendan Schaub. A Showtime comedy special. <laughs> okay, yeah. See, oh, you want a different direction. I want to say Brendan Schaub. All righty. This one you may have to cut for later. I don't know, but it's uh, true. Uh, uh, no, not not the Callan Rape one. Okay, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the, the Callan Rape one, fine. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. That, that's a believable joke. Okay, okay, um, got, it. got it. All right. What's blue, black, and white, and red all over? What's blue, black, and white, and red all over? I'm sure this is a domestic violence joke. Uh, <laughs> who, what? Brendan Schaub's son's American flag underwear because he still shits his pants even though he's six years old. <laughs> now we're making jokes about his son. I'm not I'm even that bad. But right. Schaub, I saw Schaub on a podcast the other day. He's like, man, potty training your kid is a real beast. I'm like, dude, wait, that kid's like six years old. What do you, I mean, that kid should be pushing buttons at a uh, Jason Ellis fight. Like, uh, <laughs> okay. You can cut that one if you want. Okay. I got that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, speaking of people who should no longer be doing stand-up. Um, yep. Did you hear that Chris D'Elia uh, just got a job working for the Westminster Dog Show? I did not. Yeah, I guess he's giving up comedy. He's going to go do that. And uh, when asked about it, the uh, director of the dog show so they were most impressed uh, by his resume. They said he had been grooming bitches for over 10 years. So <laughs> that's what they are. Uh, that is a, I like these jokes. I mean, these are great good jokes, jokes man. <laughs> that's all I got for now. No, so. just give it up. Good jokes, man. I'm not cutting any of those, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, I know. Because you already you started off 
full blast. Like, yeah, let's. There's only one joke I ever, I ever cut uh, from you, by the way. Uh, just so you know, it had something to do with uh, China. All right, so um, <laughs> it was a great joke. It was, it was an amazing joke. It was just a matter of like, is this? I think we were, we had a, we had a sponsor that day. All right. Uh, like, so anyway, ah, uh, now, um. So now they're saying that John Jones might fight the winner of uh, Nganu Stipe Miocic. Oof. First of all, I think that Stipe beats Nganu again. I think, I, I, I think he's too smart to try to take his punches. He's going to wrestle him. I don't think he can, Nganu can, can catch up that quickly to Stipe's wrestling. I think he has very underrated wrestling. I think, you know, when you're a heavyweight and you wrestle Division I, it, it's just – it's different. Like – it's just, it's it's crazy. Like you're you're that good, you know. You're that good of a wrestler uh, because there aren't that many heavyweights that do it. You know, most heavyweights wrestle in uh, that are that big go to play football. They're like, I'm not going to. Right. Why am I going to do the other wrestling? And that's why Cormier lost because he didn't use his wrestling. I his still wrestling, say Stipe's did. wrestling was also that good. Let's give Stipe credit. He defended the takedowns as well, and he, he also the takedown round. But when Cormier really uses his wrestling, you see it's a difference. And of I course. think he did. He tried to stand with him again. Some of his ego already listened to his fucking coaches because his coaches were yelling at him again. But do we think John Jones beats Stipe Miocic? And or, and do we think Ngannou beats Stipe uh, McCorkle? Uh, Ngannou, man, he's always got that obviously puncher's chance and barely, when he beat Kane Velasquez, that blew my mind because he barely touched him and dropped Kane. Um, and Kane's got a decent chin, man. But, um, I think that fight would have went much differently had Kane got a hold of him and not torn his knee up. But, um, yeah, he got tore out something bad. I think ACL, MCL, something like that. Um, but, um, he did later on, Kane later on said he admitted he was out. He didn't realize at the time during the fight, he said, but later on he realized he was. But, um, I don't know. I got a crush on Kane still. Like, I think he's the best fighter ever, even over Fedor. You know, like, I think he's, uh, his card is just the same. But I, I think probably, unless he lands that one crazy one early against uh, Stipe, Stipe beats him. John Jones and Stipe, man, I don't know. It's like uh, anytime you pick against John Jones, I mean, I thought uh, Reyes was going to beat him. You know, like, I, not easy, well, but I thought it would be, you know, like. Uh, people thought Reyes did win, though. Reyes did. Yeah. I actually thought he won three to two, but um, it's, uh, man, that would be a good fight. I don't know. It's, uh, I'd probably still go John Jones, even though I like Steve. I know Steve, but I would still probably say until someone beats John Jones, man, I just don't. Now, now, before, now, 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 Shank, before we get your thing, now, according to Colby Covington, who was roommates with John Jones in college, uh, when they wrestled together, Jones was steroiding out like on roids, on roids. And Colby, you know, I know he exaggerates some of the things about how great he is, how much pussy he gets, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the things he says about other fighters are on the money. Like, he doesn't seem to lie about that. I don't think he would lie about that. He's been saying that. Oh, he lied about Masvidal, though. What did he say? I mean, but, he, but his lies about Masvidal are like, yeah, we were double teaming a chick and I lasted longer, and that's why he hates it. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know, mean, but he said stuff about that. fighting and that wasn't true because. He said what? He, he said, he, he says stuff about Masvidal pertaining to fighting that wasn't true. For, like, for example, he said that he's, um, he, he fades and he doesn't fade. Okay, well, he has faded a little bit, or not closed out strongly. If you look at like his third round, a lot of fights he lost split decisions, the fights that he probably should have won. But also, he said, but he said Masvidal wasn't training and was out of shape. And Masvidal, and Masvidal was like, "What are you talking about?" Masvidal loses and says, "Hey, it was no, you know, I had to cut 25 pounds." And the look of the way he looked looked like he hadn't been training. So. Physically, he was not the same Masvidal that 
fought Nate Diaz. Let's just be honest. Right, but, but he also, it was a short notice. It was a short notice. No, but, right, right, right. But so I'm saying, I don't, I I don't know. He was right. a full training camp, whole different ballgame. Okay, we're, not talk, we're talking about Colby Covington lying about other fighters. That's what he lied about. I don't think he okay. does, babe. Uh, that's an opinion thing. Okay, let's talk about, like, we're talking about, like, do you think he was doing steroids? Absolutely. In college with Colby Covington? Oh, no, Colby wasn't doing it, but when, it, but when he was with Colby living in the house. Uh, All I got to say is. Uh, so. Fucking horse. Sean? Sean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, not only, I would be shocked if John Jones wasn't still taking steroids. Like, it's, uh, everyone's always a step ahead. Those chemists that they hire, you know, you can change one. Uh, I've heard you can change one molecule of a formula or something, and, and it doesn't show up on the test anymore, you know? So, I mean, there's always, they're always a step ahead, the cheaters are, or the smart ones. Um, the guys that like winning and money are always a step ahead. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, didn't, he didn't get the picograms in his system because he ate some kangaroo that accidentally got injected with a high dollar pharmaceutical uh, steroid. And it just went to the system. Right. Like, how unlucky could a guy be? You know what I mean? Like, it really, of all, Cormier never tested positive. He never ate that meat, apparently. You know what I mean? Like, you got Roy Nelson never tested positive. But you have a guy like John Jones who can go from being built like a 12-year-old girl to being built like, you know, uh, me. Uh, like, being built like a uh, Greek god and... 10, 12 weeks, like that's a uh, pretty amazing, you know. I mean, now, do you think so? So when we when we talk about John Jones, right? Pre-Usada John Jones seemed like he was blowing everyone out quickly, stopping, right, yeah. stopping everybody, right? I mean, right. I mean, Rampage. It was pretty much, I wouldn't say a prime Rampage, but a good Rampage. Rampage basically just quit against him. It was like, fuck, I don't want to fight this guy. Right. Uh, I mean, Vitor Belfort. I mean, I, he 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 had his arm, but that was uh, the the one time in the fight he ran through. A lot of guys. I mean, he ran through Ryan Bader. He ran. Just look at the guys he's beaten. Now, yeah. post of John Jones has been eking out victories. So, yeah. post Usada John Jones, who's against Stipe Miocic, are we th are we fooling ourselves to thinking it's going to be pre Usada John Jones that shows up against Stipe versus post Usada John Jones? Well, I can I go with that. The John, yeah, John yeah. Jones five years ago would probably walk through Stipe. I would say um, versus you know uh, the version now. So. You know, no, I don't give I don't get I don't give him any credit. I mean, even when he fought Cormier, you got you're fucking juiced up, dude. I think without being juiced up, Stipe beats the brakes off it. And people can I know people always talk shit to me any way about this, but I think that Stipe will absolutely beat him. And I think that John Jones, the only reason that he's considered one of the greatest is because of steroids. It's not because of just skill. It's just not skill, just skill. And it was proven. That's why he keeps getting fucking he keeps fucking up and he keeps getting you know, hey, they tested positive again. I was, yeah, it was. A, I ate a penguin. Didn't know you couldn't eat penguins. He's always making some yeah, shit. Yeah, but up. I don't know. I mean, but the thing was, do you think like from day one, like, do you think the fight that he went up against Stephen Bonner, he was juicing back then, the guy that fought Matt Hamill, the guy that was just beating everybody. You think the whole time? I think that his history, where, history shows it. He's fucking. He keeps. He keeps. It keeps. Something keeps happening. It doesn't happen with every fighter like it does with him. It's always something. It's always something pretending to him juicing, or and, and and to the point where they took the fucking thing, the belt away from. But Shane, you got to give him credit. Look, if I took steroids right now, I wouldn't beat my neighbor. Okay, so it's not but just like cover faster. But you it's not just like people. Damage. It's not like people could just take steroids and start hitting. Oh, you may have the skills, but you recover faster from the damage in fighting. It's different when they talk about baseball. It's not like you're going to. You, when you yes, you can hit the fucking right, well, ball further. Since, well, since somebody on this podcast may have taken steroids before, may have. Uh, Sean McCorkle, what's the difference between you on and off steroids? 
I would say for a for an average fighter on and off, I would depending on what they're running and how they're doing it. Um, I would say twenty five percent. Just throwing a number out there. Obviously, it's not scientific or anything, but I would say uh, you hit twenty five percent harder. You, I mean, just everything. You're stronger. Um, heal. What Shane's saying is true. You heal so much faster. Like when I was taking HGH, I could get a bruise on my arm and be gone in two days. Whereas, especially as you get older, man, that's the biggest thing, especially as you get older. Uh, that's how guys like Peter Belfort, you know, his testosterone was running 18, 1900. An average male who's 18 years old, it probably averages 800, you know? So he's going, he's got two and a half times almost the testosterone of an 18 year old kid, you know? Um, so his body's going to heal faster. He's going to be able to train longer, harder, and be able to do that. So his skills are going to get better. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say I would, I was never once tested at all the times that I fought of the 27 times I fought. I never got tested once in the UFC. It wouldn't be hard at all until USADA came in because all you had to worry about until they got over him when they tricked him and had him come for a press conference and then Nevada tested him, you know, um, which obviously he was on everything known to man. But um, <laughs> the, um, I actually was trying to, I was making jokes back then. I was trying to say that I wanted, I wanted to drink like, you know, cause Lyoto Machida was drinking people's pee or his own pee or something to get better and uh, get healthy or something. I was like, I want the Lesnar overrain cocktail. Like when they, <laughs> Both three after they fought, I was like, "Give me their pee samples. I'll drink them, and then no tell them what that would do to me, you know, whatever." But um, that was, uh, yeah, he had some, he had some good, uh, good no, advice. I'm on TRT right now. Like I was at, because I'm I'm on Celexa for anti for depression or uh, anti anxiety and OCD. So my testosterone was down, and I I got tested. I was at like 300, and right. and they got me up to like 900, and I could feel so much better. Whereas yeah. before I was getting tired at like 10 minutes to the workout. Now right. I, I don't get tired to like 50 minutes. I mean, an hour workout. I'm like, so that's the difference. That's the well, difference. And that's at 900, right? This guy's at right. what, like, he was at what, like 30, 1800, 1800 after you saw started testing uh, Belfort. So you can only imagine like what's going on. Oh, yeah, and the, thing, yeah. the, the thing that people don't realize, and this is a lot of guys, man, that EPO is the, is by far the best thing you can take over HGH. I never touched it because it could, you could have a brain hemorrhage or whatever blood clot and die. But the EPO stuff that Lance Armstrong was on, um, I've talked to guys that have taken it. They say literally your cardio will double to triple within – it's only for about a four- or five-day span, and it's like 10 days after you take it. So let's say 12 days out from my fight, I take it. Two days before, it kicks in, so I have it for the next three days. But uh, a guy told me if you're running on a treadmill at an incline, let's say to exhaustion, it takes you seven minutes, you know, or let's say 10 minutes to make an even number – 10 minutes to get to at seven miles an hour at an incline or whatever. He said, you will literally during that five day span can run 25 to 30 minutes until you reach that same level of exhaustion with nothing but having taken that shot. Cause it thickens wow. your blood, makes your body create more red blood cells, which carry more oxygen. So you just don't fatigue. And that's how you look at guys. I used to always wonder how do these guys not get tired, man? Cause I would be exhausted in a round and a half, you know, I'd be like, I look at some of these guys and some guys I know that I trained with, I could outlast them in the gym. But when they're in their fights, they never got tired. I'd be like, how in the world do you not get tired? I'll ask you in the gym in a fight, you're not tired at all at any point. And then they say, oh, you never heard of liquid cardio? And I was like, no. And they start telling me about it. And then you look up side effects. You're like, oh, yeah, you can – sudden death is a possible side effect. Yeah, so I'm, like, nice, yeah, yeah. I'm good on that, man. That's John, a, how's, your, how's your weight right now? Mine? Yeah. Uh, out of control. Yeah, no, it's uh, not good. I'm actually – I've actually lost some um, because I think I'm going to die. Like, I started like uh, – Thinking one day, like I woke up middle night, it's like, you know, if you don't want to start eating right, you're going to die. So, like, uh, I, uh, yeah, I've been cutting out carbs, man, but it's hard, especially with, uh, with my back. I got to go back to Germany, man. My back is back to like hell on earth, man. Like, it is a butt shot. The things I did over at Germany at Regenikin lasted about 18 months, but it's back we as bad as We hung out days. that one so, night in LA 
you must have been on like 20 painkillers. It was terrible, uh, man. And, yeah, you were, was... and you were fighting a week later. And yeah. You, you couldn't walk down the street. Yeah. And I was like, bro, are you out of your, you can't fight. You're like, no, I just got to land one punch. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah. please don't fight. You're like, no, nah, man, they're giving me X amount of money and it's Roy Jones Jr. And I can beat this guy with one. And I'm like, bro, we're walking into a diner and it, it took you 30 minutes to go to the diner. Like, like literally <laughs> out of the car. And you're like, no, man. And then you're like, uh, and then I, we stopped at the, at the dispensary, right? You're like, hey, yeah, yeah. I went to go buy him an edible thing, right? I'm like, okay. this. You know. He walks in with me, takes out a credit card, but it's like $3,000 worth of fucking edibles, right? I, I was like, <laughs> I felt so fucking bad for you, man. Uh, and then, so like, people are like, make fun of your weight. I'm like, you don't understand the fucking pain this guy's in. Like, Damn. You, you are in so much I, I felt so bad for you, dude. Have you got cortisone uh, shots? Have you got those? That's what I had. I've, yeah, I've had uh, 60 cortisone shots, 60 plus. Um, I've had microablation where they burn the nerve endings off. I've had chiropractic for a year straight, five days a week. I've had, I went to Germany and did this thing that that's where uh, the only thing that helped is this thing called Virginikine. It's this German doctor. Um, I got a funny story about a German thing in a minute, if you guys want to hear it. But uh, this German doctor over there, he treats, I mean, when I got there, David Hasselhoff was there. Jennifer Lopez had just been there. Mike Tyson had just been there. It's all celebrities or Saudi Arabian princes or rich people that go to him because it's so expensive. And obviously insurance is not paying for it. But uh, they basically take a bunch of your blood out. They spin it in some kind of centrifuge machine, shoot it back into your joints, and it blocks your inflammation receptors for up to two years. Two to four, they said. Mine lasted about 18 months, and then it started getting hurt again. Then it's back to where literally, like, my back hurts so bad every day. I dream my back is hurting. Like, at night, I dream every night I'm carrying stuff that's heavy or getting stabbed in the back or something's happening. That's all I dream about. That's how bad it hurts. So I've, before this COVID thing was, I was set to go back over there and have it done again. And then my, my last resort is I'm going to go to South America and get those stem cells done that everybody keeps. There's some guy down there that he's world famous, Columbia or something. Be careful. Be careful with that shit. Seriously. Yeah. But no, mean, no, yeah, now you're bad, six, bad at one point you were like six seven three fifty, right? What are you six nine? About six seven or so. Six, seven. Your beautiful girlfriend is probably one hundred and two pounds uh, yeah. and five two. How do you bang her? Like, how, like how does that? Like, <laughs> anytime, anytime people ask me how that works, I always say it works out great for me. I don't know how so much for her, but uh, works out yeah. great for me. Definitely but, a lot of lot of you got to do doggy style. Then you got yeah. like you just, you just lie there and she just goes to work. Actually, mostly it's me just going ah, ah my back, wait ah my back, like <laughs> that's pretty much uh, all the time. So, but dude, this guy like Shang, he is the funniest thing because like people think sh sh like that Sean is like this crazy guy. Dude, he's never cheated on a girlfriend. He he's never, never he he never fucks over anybody. He's the most loyal guy around. He, like he has, but. He just pisses everybody off on the internet all day. But he, yeah, that's, like, <laughs> I saw that's my yeah. I like to lead people to believe. Like I like to, uh, I like to take whatever the most controversial position is on anything and then defend it. You know what I mean? Just to just to see how far I can get people to go. You know what I mean? Like I like I just like to really irritate people. And but you probably get people that are on your side. Some people like defend themselves. Yeah. Like by the way, I fucked your mom and your dad last night. I'm just like, dude, yeah. like, why, like why is he fucking people's dads? <laughs> First of all, yeah, maybe moms, but dads. Oh, that's over the line. Somebody posted that on my Facebook wall last Father's Day. They said I had no idea. We're no longer friends. There was an article somebody had written about me that said Sean McCorkle's the guy banging your dad. Um, and they had said, they'd taken off some interview I did where I said, uh, 
because some guy had said something to me. I don't know whatever. He tried to, yeah, your mama said so. I banged your dad. So what, what's up now? And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm saying something. I was like, at least my dad's not gay. Like, I just kept saying, like, over and over again to him, you know, or whatever. Like, it, uh, I don't know. There's, I got an article that says Sean McCorkle's always wanted to kick Oprah Winfrey in the head. Uh, there's one that says uh, I would do gay well, porn for right price. Me too. I mean, that's yeah. Somebody, everybody else. You are the like you got to you got to write a book, dude. He goes in. First of all, he he goes on this website, the Underground, right, and takes pictures of a huge fighter with the guys on his knees next to him, right. So he's like, I'm seven foot five. He goes right. around pretending he's a seven foot five fighter looking for Kimbo Slice. Like it's not enough. He's just six foot seven. Now he's <laughs> now he's seven foot five, right. Then he fucking trolls way to the UFC, beats fucking Mark Hunt in a minute. Joe Rogan was like, this should not have happened. Like, this guy was just talking shit on the internet and just beat, like, the number, like, more five guy in the world or something yeah. under a minute. Dude, then he, then he goes, to, when he's in Poland, he's fighting the world's strongest man, and the interviewer's like, uh, uh, wh you know, what's your plan? He goes, well, this fight's going to come down to whose steroids work the best. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That was right before I said that I smothered my grandma with a pillow to end her suffering at the end of cancer, and they thought I was serious. So it, uh, yeah, it got ugly after that. But, but that you, was, you, uh, you do all this stuff, but like you do it like all under the radar, which is even funnier. Like you're just right. trying, to, yeah. trying to make I, yourself laugh. I I, you're not in danger. You're not in danger. Nobody's going to get that corporal. I mean, I, I like the fact you do that. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you a funny one you might want to cut out after, too. I don't know, Adam, but um, right. remember when Miguel Torres said, uh, he quoted a TV show that said, if rape vans were called surprise vans, no one would be as mad because everyone loves surprise or something. It was some yeah. not funny line from some movie that UFC suspended him. And so Eric Hawani asked me in an interview what I thought about that. I said, I was outraged. I said, I read the UFC said he was the first fighter to ever make a rape joke on contract the UFC. I said, he was the second fighter. I said I was the first, so I was outraged that they claimed he was the first. Um, because when I fought uh, Stefan Struve back in the day, they uh, – <laughs> maybe cut this part out. But uh, when I fought Stefan Struve on Ariel's show, it's still out there somewhere on the uh, MMA hour, um, I was using what they called at the time the rape choke. They don't let you do that anymore. They don't yeah, let you call it that. But I was holding Struve down by the neck so he couldn't sweep me, and the ref kept telling me – Eves Levine kept saying, you can't do that. Like, stop grabbing his neck. And I was like, you can do that. Like, that's legal. And I told um, – it was me and Matt Mitrione all at the same time. I told Ariel, um, I said that I always thought that the rape choke was uh, the most underutilized technique in all of MMA. And Ariel's like, ah, I see. And I said, and in rape. Like, oh, you know, or whatever. And then immediately, like, uh, Ariel just sat and stared at me. And Mitrione, of course, loves it or whatever. And I was like, yeah, maybe I cut that off. Ariel. He goes, this is live. Where I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't realize it was live. So, yeah, Ariel. Um, yeah looking back, it was a simpler times. So I probably shouldn't have said that. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. it won't be cut out of the show. I, I, I think, so you already started off with a Brian Callen great joke. I right. think Adam's good with it. I, I mean, look, you know, they're your jokes. I can't be censoring other people on the show. It's just not my job, you know. Uh, what, what are you, you going to do? Get mad at me for someone else some, something said? Like what? Yeah. No, no, they can because Adam, it'll be it's, it's MMA versus. Oh, it's my, it's, that's my yeah. job now. Is it's not, people? No, people will like they'll find reasons to be like, "It's Adam's fault." Fuck Adam. But on like, MMA roasted, this was said. They won't say who said it. They'll say this was said. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about fighting this week. Anthony Smith is taking on Alexander Rake Rakeik Rachik. How do you Rake? Rake. I don't know how you even say it. Anthony Smith is coming off a tough loss to Glover Teixeira. That was a fight where I thought Smith was just going to 
I mean, it looked like he was going to beat him in the first round. And then, you know, he blew his wide, and then that fight should have been stopped way sooner uh, than it was. This is he, He's coming out. This other guy is from Australia. He lost to Volkan Ozdemir in a split decision. He beat Jimmy Manawa by a head kick. He beat Devin Clark by TKO. Two really good fights. He beat Barroso. He beat Justin Ledet. Uh, dangerous fight for Anthony Smith because he's a guy that fought for the title. Um, and I don't know if he wants to be telling people this, but there was some time that, that John Jones fight. He wasn't at a hundred percent. Let's just say, let's just say that he, he couldn't move his neck the day of the fight. Um, right. and had, had some other stuff going on. I hope Anthony Smith wins. I know the I last, fight he had, will win. I know the last fight he had somebody like broke into his house the week before. And yeah, I saw that interview. problem. It was just a fucking disaster. Who do we like in this fight? McCorkle. Uh, I'm going Anthony Smith, man. I'm a big fan of that dude. Uh, he, um, my girlfriend pointed out to me the other day that he follows me on Twitter, and I was like, how do you know? And she was like, oh, because I follow him. And I was like, why? And then we got a big fight. Not really, but um, <laughs> no, I, I played it off. And I told her, uh, like, I didn't care, but she would care if it was the other way around. Like, if I was yeah. follow, following a female, and I'm like, why are you following her? So I was trying to give her a hard time about it. I try to always be the woman in the relationship. Like, I always pull out stuff like, do you think he's good looking? Oh, well, he's better looking than me. So what, I can only imagine what you think of me if you don't think oh, he's good. So you know, on and on. But, yeah, I always put it out there first. But, yeah, no, Anthony Smith all the way, man. Uh, he uh, – that story, man, of that guy breaking his house freaked me out when I heard it, man. That was, like, better than any horror movie I've ever read the script to. Crazy, man. So Yeah, yeah but, I mean, of all people, you break into an MMA fighter's house. That guy was also, like, a college yeah. wrestler or something or a high school wrestler. That wasn't, like, some, some – it was, like, a college wrestler on meth. What's the practice? Right. Yeah, right. It was just, right. like, oh, God. But uh, uh, So, Shane, you like Smith in this fight? I like Smith. I think that sometimes I – to me, when fighters lose, and even though I, I thought he, he literally was winning the first, at first, uh, I think that that motivates them even more to stay on point and to follow the game plan. So hopefully he follows game plan. But those high kicks, I don't know. If he gets caught with one of those, it's a wrap. I mean, honestly. But other than that, I like, I like him. I like I, – I, some people I just like and I want them to win. But I think that he will have the skills to come back. Well, it's crazy because uh, because he said to me, um, Anthony Smith, back in the day, we had him on when he was like in the like VFC, like back, you know, Valor Fighting Championship, and he was trying to get back in the UFC. And I remember like when he got into the UFC, I was like, hey man, great fight, yada yada. After and he goes, he texted me, he's like, thanks for giving a shit about my fights. And I was like, man, that's pretty fucking cool. Like he's just a, yeah. a, a real, a well, yeah, good, yeah. So uh, Robbie Lawler is fighting Neil Magny uh, this week. I, I Wait, it's Neil Magny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be something that someone else. It was supposed to be Neil Magny against. I want to be. I want to say it was against uh, the guy that knocked out Mike Perry. Uh, that was like really good. Jeff Neal, I think it was, and then Jeff Neal bailed out. Uh, so yeah, Neil Magny, Robbie Lawler. Uh, this is gonna be a good fight. Both of them, I think, are a little past their prime. I I, I thought that was Neil Magny looked great in his last fight. Robbie right. Lawler has not looked good in his last couple fights, but he's always, like, one punch away. He's one of those dudes that just shows up randomly in a fight where you're like, you think he's done, and he's not and done. He's not. Yeah, he's um, not done. Right, right. Neil Magny, I thought, was done for a while. He looked great in his last fight. Uh, who are we picking in this one? I'm picking – I had to pick – unfortunately, I'm picking Neil Magny because I, I like I like Robbie Lawler. I like Neil Magny, too. He's a, he's a, he's a, a veteran. Um, but uh, – I think Neil Magny's gonna win this fight. Well, I think Neil Magny too. I actually, I it's one of those situations where like, man, I really 
root for Robbie Lawler, but Neil Magny does still look good. He hasn't looked – Robbie Lawler has looked bad, worse each time. Yeah. Like, yeah, and whereas Neil Magny is, is, is more creeping up to looking better each time. So I say Neil Magny, even though I'm a fan of Robbie Lawler. I'm a fan of Robbie Lawler. McCorkle? I'm going to go Lawler to go get to just to oh. hope he pulls one more out. Like, hoping he goes one more. Kind of like Frankie Edgar the other night. Shocked the heck out of me, man. So, yeah. uh, he won some. Nice. Then we got uh, Alexa Grasso, who looked great against Yi Ji Young Kim. Do we know her? Yeah. Uh, all right. So, we're going to keep going. Uh, Ricardo Lamas was supposed to fight Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall, who I love watching fight because he's like a UFC one guy. Where he's like great at one thing, but nobody seems to be able to figure him out. He well, he he's out. So now Ricardo's fighting Bill Altio. I don't know that guy. I gotta look him up. A fight that I'm looking forward to because it was stopped early was uh, Magomed Ankalaev against Kudalaba. Remember that fight was yes. like ref fucked that up. That, the uh, ref, the, I felt like the ref should have gotten in a choke. He should have got choked out for that. Yeah, and these that guys hate each other. Uh, I still think Kudalaba wins this one. Sean? I don't know either of them, so I couldn't tell you. But it doesn't surprise me a ref messed something up. They got the worst refs. I mean, only the only worst refs in all of sports are WWE refs than the UFC refs. Man, it's ridiculous. So. No, this one was, like, really bad. It was, uh, like, so, it was such a bad stoppage. And then, but uh, I'm going to go Cummings. with the cobbler. I'll call him the cobbler. I think he's uh, going yeah, And Zach Cummings, who I, I love that dude. He, he's got – he's, like, the dad bod champion. You think he's, like – he just he's in every fight somehow. Did you, you, you want to tour with him, right? Coming. Yeah, we, yeah, he was the one that I got in trouble trying to get on the submarine, trying to smuggle uh, the, the international. I said he was part of the international cock smuggling ring, and he had at least four in his butt that I knew of. And then they called in an officer. It got weird, but I was just trying to make people laugh. So, so he's fighting. But yeah, Alessio, I like Zach a lot. Alessio Di Chirico, uh, who's lost. He's from Italy. Lost his last two fights. Lost to Murata. Lost to Kevin Holland. Beat Julian Marquez. But I thought Marquez won that fight too, and he beat Bang Boss uh, with a knee. Um, but I still think Cummings wins this fight. You? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the fights are pretty cut dry to me. It's like, yeah, I think Cummings wins. Um, I'll go with Zach. He's my guy. And then uh, Bruce Leroy is fighting Kevin Kroon. Bruce Leroy is coming off a win against Chase Hooper. He kind of like really outclassed Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper also is 20 years old, kind of one-dimensional right now. Striking is yet to be desired, but has a big future and a big heart. Um, and I like Chase, but uh, so he's fighting uh, this guy, Kevin Kroom, who is uh, beat. Who, he's coming over from, from, from uh, Bellator. Um, but I, I don't know much about him. He, he be, 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 uh, so I'm just going to pick uh, Bruce Leroy for this one. Yeah, I, I don't know much about – I know Bruce Leroy, but I think Bruce Leroy looked good the last fight. But, I mean, he, all, he finds a way to lose too. Don't get it twisted. He does, right? He does, man, where you're like, motherfucker, you're winning. Yeah, he kind of has that, like, Michael Johnson thing. Yeah. He's great in the distance. first round. Yeah, like, great first round, keeping the distance. He's closing the gap. And then all of a sudden, it just falls apart. So, I put it up in the air, but I don't know the other guy. But I'm just saying, he does. Find, he's like the Democrats. They find a way to lose. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, they find a way to lose because they have Billie Eilish speak at their convention. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, nobody yeah, wants to hear with a 17-year-old girl with green hair. Tell me about my tax, my taxes. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but so far, don't start that shit because the Republican fucking convention so far has been a clusterfuck. It's just um, been weird. One thing, I had that lady yelling, and they're gonna come and rape you in the suburbs. 
what's crazy is she was married to Gavin Newsom. Like, you know, she was married to Gavin Newsom, and now she's oh. dating. Now she's dating Trump's son. Uh, like, what? Like, what do you think Gavin Newsom's thinking? Like, is he happy? He he's probably happy he divorced her. Obviously, he's probably like, "Woo, dodge that fucking missile." But at the same time, it's like, what? Like, what was she screaming for? Nobody was there. Well, because she's not a she's not a professional. When you people, you know, she's not. She's, she then why like, do you have her speaking? Why don't you have some top Republicans speaking? You know why? Because they don't want to fucking be there. That's why they don't want to be part of that. Why did they I didn't see it, but I know what to avoid now watching. <laughs> I definitely don't want to see someone. No, screaming. she really was screaming. I mean, people can look it up. She literally was screaming. And, yeah. They're going to rape you. They're going to come to the suburb. And the black people with their big dicks are going to sneak in your house and have <laughs> what you're I, I don't think that's what she was saying. I know. I just, I know. She didn't say that. <laughs> but I'm saying is. That's she what Shane heard. <laughs> no, that's what I heard. No, she was screaming. I'm joking now, but she was screaming. The whole no, time. But at the same time, look, I mean, the Republican convention, you, you're like when he, when he pardoned the guy to open the convention, had nothing, like, he, he's just doing things that, like, I mean, he knows how to put on a reality show. It got six times the rating so far of the Democratic National Convention because he's putting on a reality no, show. No, I didn't hear that. I heard it, it didn't. No, Monday night on C-SPAN, just on C-SPAN, I mean, it's according to C-SPAN, six, six times the rating because people are tuning in to going, they, what coked up Trump's gonna say now? Uh, like, who's gonna scream Did at you? You say coked up Trump. Yeah, like which son? that's like I'm Adderall and blow, and and then the couple with the machine guns are talking, and people are yelling at it's, you. It's, and it's, it's, yeah, but that doesn't. He's mean pardoning it's people. Good. He's giving people citizenship. No, but he knows how to put on a fucking reality show. You gotta give he him walks that. out and he starts with new chucks to start it off. It's yeah, like, it's like it's <laughs> awesome. Let me, guys, let me ask you guys a question. Do you think do you think it's all calculated or do you think he just gets really fortunate as far as like some of the stuff he says is so insane that it's like I'm like, did he know that was gonna get the reaction or did it just so happen that it got the you know, like I, he's either like a, a crazy genius or retarded and it, it just keeps falling his way. Like it's like that's not a good choice of two. That, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it's like well, I think in the past like politicians that have like three or four people they run things by, you know, yeah. to tell you, hey, this, that's, this is a bad idea. This is a good idea. This is, this is what the focus group is thinking. This dude just does whatever he wants. Like he, he has nobody telling him no. Uh, and he just, it's no filter. And those are very entertaining people. Like my you know, I, Man, I love to this day, I love it so much when they asked him about that Beto work and he said, there's a lot of hand movement there. Not sure what that's about. Like it had, it had nothing to do with what the question had nothing to do with the policy. Because what do you think about Beto work saying this or that? Like his policy goes well. There's a lot of hand movement there. Not sure what that's about. And then like I was just like, that's a genius answer. Like it had nothing to do with anything. Like it was just like he paid off a porn. Look, he he, got, he fucked a porn star three days after his wife gets pregnant. Then then he pays her off. She sues him. He wins somehow. And then he and she then has he, to pay his legal fees. Yeah, and then he tweets out. That's what you get, horse face. Like, 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 what, like, what, what is going on? Like, that's what I, I can tell you right now. Uh, I will look up that. I don't know about the Republican goodness because I just watched it yesterday. What they said. Dude, I'll cut, I sent my friend. Look, I'll, I'll send my friend a text. I don't know about Tuesday night, right? But I send. Uh, Tuesday, Greg, no, Tuesday night. Tuesday no, night. Greg, well, Monday night. Greg. Okay. Yeah, Greg, the first one because it was crazy. It's like, yeah, it was like Monday night. So. He it's came, out, he came okay. out with a hooli hoop. First mean, night of, of uh, RNC gets nearly six times more views on C-SPAN 
than DNC a week prior. On C-SPAN. But C-SPAN is like liberals watching. That's like, like a Democrat. Like that's- Oh like, yeah, no, of course the liberals are watching, but I will, I will put my glasses on. That's on C-SPAN. That's not even on like Fox News. I mean, no, I know, but I know. I literally said it's not getting the same ratings. So, I mean, whatever. It's a clusterfuck. He says crazy shit. He's going to end up winning, winning because the Democrats don't know. I don't, how to I don't know him. if he's going to win. I, you know, I think he's going to win, and he's going to win. He's not going to win big. He's not going to win big because there's so many people outraged. But he's going to fuck it. He's going to win. They're going to limit the votes. He's going to do whatever he can. He's going to move voting booths out of all black neighborhoods. Here's my I mean, issue. I get right. it. Here's, here's my issue right now. Right. So what happened in Wisconsin right now? Right. Well, obviously. The cops should not have shot that guy seven times in the back. That was insane, right? Uh, there's a lot to the story, and I'm gonna wait to say something. I want to see all everything that happened before I comment, okay? But it just we got to get better cops. You know, the fact wow. that, the, 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 the fact that like he was able to out wrestle three cops on the ground, and he was tased allegedly and still got away. Like, who are they hiring to fuck? Is it the like, police academy, like the movie with Jeff Guttenberg? Like, who, right. are they, who are they? Like, because Tackleberry would have had them. You know, like, who are they? Right. Who are <laughs> that's they that's a joke only people over 40 will get. They should get more training to be <laughs> able like, to. Who, who are they? How is this guy able to get tased and take down three cops and get walk away? Like, what the fuck kind of cops are these? Like, uh, Dude, this is what blows my mind on the whole thing. If you're a cop right now and you're shooting somebody, I would have to, I would triple consider it even if it was completely justified, I'd be thinking, I'm probably going to get sent to for jail for murder, even if it's justified with the way things are going, you know? So who are these guys out there? You're still shooting people? Like, well, in they, well, well, they don't know if he had a gun in the car. Okay. They, they already said he didn't have a car. They absolutely he, he, said he, he didn't have a gun. His three kids were in the car. He didn't have a gun in the car. Okay. They already got that. That's already done. All right. So, all right. So now people are going nuts in Wisconsin, right? So they're right. And they're, then some kid just shot two people, injured one, and they gave yeah, yeah, a cra- water yeah, water I, yeah, out. crazy militia kid shot. But also, they burned down a car dealership. They burned down a church. They burned down. A, all right. So, the protesters. Okay. No, it was the rioters. The rioters. The rioters. The protesters had their hands up was not doing it. There's a difference between a protester and a rioter. Right. The rioters did. Okay, so the rioters did that. Some of the rioters were white, some of them were black, some of them. It's a mix. Black. Right, mix, right? There needs to be somebody to get on television. Like, like, whether it, like, I feel like in the past, a president would get on TV and go, guys, everybody, let's stop this, okay? The, the Chill the fuck out. Let's let's cops are wrong. Uh, we we think they were wrong. They're gonna get due process. That were this, but burning down and shooting things, everything's unacceptable. And we don't have that person right now. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Joe Biden's that person. Doesn't seem like he's that person. Trump's not that person. Like there has to be somebody that will just. I feel like maybe Obama was that person or Clinton or or. Uh, no, Joe. Joe. I, I'm not a big Joe Biden fan. Even Joe Biden Biden could have been that person. He already. He already said it. He already said it. He would have definitely tried to be more of a consoler instead of a divider. So that, he did say it. Trump hasn't done that. We already get what I get. What Trump? I live in this world. I get what Trump is doing. It's he's a fucking psycho. He's reality star, and that's it. And people are stupid on a whole because I know how stupid I am with some shit. And I'm smart on other stuff, but primarily people are fucking dumb. But don't primarily. you think, Sean, we need somebody to just take control of this and- And if you're the president and, right and, now- And you be diplomatic about it and be diplomatic yeah. about it without saying, 
you know, like there has to be someone say, hey, listen, guys, like, let's not burn down the whole fucking city. Cops, let's figure out what, what's going on here. Like, just, right? Somebody's got to do this. Uh, it's, it's Biden's bad. not president. Biden's not president. Kamala's not vice president. He's president. Pence is vice president. I haven't but heard you, but either you one think, of these But you think Biden not. will be that guy? Like, I think okay. Biden, because Biden has shown he at least has empathy. Trump does not have empathy, so in turn, he's not going to do that. He's going to keep the fires. And he's going to I think they're all criminals, like on the on the bigger level. That's the biggest problem. And anybody who wants to be a politician, I don't remember who it was. It was, uh, I think it was a famous uh, general. I think it was Eisenhower said, uh, anyone that wanted to be uh, president's either an egomaniac or completely insane, you know, like anybody would want that job. And uh, I think, I mean, if you look at people who are politicians, they're the people that were, that wanted to be the call monitor, the people that wanted to like be class president, the, you know, the brown nosers, ass kissers, people like that. They follow their career path. And end up being in power, you know, and it's just uh, not all like that, but a lot of them, man. It's, um, I don't know, whatever happens in November, I'll tell you what, I think you're going to have half the country outraged regardless and claiming it was robbery, whichever way it goes. If but Trump loses, it was robbery, if, if either way. So I think you're going to have probably what you're seeing in uh, Wisconsin for a few days after the election, regardless of how it goes. So, but how, how would uh, you stop, like right now, how would you stop, if you were president, how would you stop the riot? Yeah, Lee, man, good luck. I don't know. It's, uh, the different—I don't know—they've got to find a way to differentiate, like Shane was saying, protesters from rioters. Because, I mean, I'm not—I uh, think I told you guys last time—I get harassed by the cops all the time, and it irritates me. You know, what I mean, I'm like, well, I don't—I've never had a positive interaction with a police officer that I didn't personally know. Like every time, they're—they're they're a dick to me. They—they they talk shit to me in my own yard. I'm standing in my own yard. Like, am I not allowed to stand in my yard at 10 o'clock at night? Why are you pulling up asking me questions? You know, and I live in a nice neighborhood. Like, it isn't like I live in the ghetto, you know, or whatever. But it's just. Uh, you know, they say the fish rots from the head down, man, and we've been uh, rotten for a long time. This country has. There's no morals. I mean, you think about it. you got kids watching porn from the time they're seven years old on their iPhones. You know what I mean? So you have an over-sexualized, playing super violent video games, and that doesn't, doesn't make everybody crazy and violent, but it does desensitize people to violence. You know what I mean? Um, I believe, anyway, I would never let my son or daughter play any of the uh, violent video games growing up. Not because I thought they were going to be a serial killer, just because I don't. I don't want them being desensitized, stuff like that. I want them to feel sad when they see someone get shot, not think it's exciting. You know, glorify, you know, you've got movies, TV that glorify war, glorify violence. UFC glorifies violence. Um, I knew I was getting older when I went to watch a UFC after I retired, and it turned my stomach watching it. You know what I mean? Like a guy beating another guy up, and I thought, what, what kind of entertainment is this? Two people, you know what I mean? Like hurting each other till I mean, it was a real, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was getting their ass really kicked and they weren't stopping it. But even that Anthony Smith fight we talked about, that made me uncomfortable watching that. I was like, man, this is, it's too much. You know what I mean? Like, what's next? So we're going back to gladiator days, you know? Like, it's, uh, it's just, um, I don't know. You've got to, this country needs Jesus, I think, or something, man. Like the whole uh, revival, the whole country or something, man. I don't know. No, I, I see what you're saying about fighting, but I think that's why I don't like to see people that aren't skilled fighting. Right. I like to see people who are skilled because like I watched this video where they said fighters that stopped hitting the other fighter because they knew it was over, right? right? And there's gotta be a certain level of like honor and respect to fighting. Like my opinion about fighting, the reason I like the fighters that I like GSP because most of the time you never really saw GSP talking shit. I don't think I ever seen, he was more, this is a sport I'm going to outdo you in the sport. I'm not trying to knock your block off. I like Masvidal and um, Diaz because it was like, yo, we're both badasses. Let's get it on. But then after that, they can't, you got me, but let's do it again. I like that attitude about fighting more than I do 
somebody's like, I'm right. going to kill you. I'm going to rape your mother. I'm going to eat your kids. I, that's bullshit to me. Use your skills to out, use your skills right. to outskill the other guy. And that's Speaking the part that's attractive. Speaking of which, uh, not raping your mother, but somebody that's, that eat your kids. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones. Yes. I, know, I, know, I know, Sean, you're friends with Roy Jones. Uh, yeah, a little bit. You yeah. guys text each other. Uh, who wins this fight? Oh, man, I got to think Tyson. Um, like, uh, I mean, if I don't know. You know, Tyson's so crazy and so um, – not crazy, I don't want to say that, but he's crazy. But, no, he um, – <laughs> there's no telling what he could or couldn't do. Like, he may just say he feels bad hitting him in the middle of the fight. You know, he quit against that Danny uh, – one of his last fights I watched, and uh, he was winning the fight, but he just quit after third or fourth round, said, man, I just can't do this to people anymore, you know, or whatever. So, uh, I think it'll probably end up being a shit show either way. Uh Roy obviously has slowed down a lot, man. I mean, a lot. It is, uh, his whole game was always speed and reflexes, and he's slowed down a lot. Tyson looks not as quick as ever, but close, man. So uh, Tyson, I, uh, Tyson, I promise you, is getting some chemical help uh, looking at the way his body's changed in the past couple months or whatever. He's uh, guaranteed he's on HGH for sure. Um, Roy, to my knowledge, has never taken anything and doesn't take anything. I never understood why he didn't when he was still boxing. But hey, you think, uh, that's, why, you think that's why it's an exhibition because – they know they would never pass any kind of drug test? Yeah, I th well, maybe not even the drug test. I think it's just, I don't know, man, to make it a – they wanted to wear headgear and bigger gloves and everything because I just – I think they don't want someone dying. You know, you get in your 50s, man, you don't you don't recover like you used to on anything, even an injury or anything, a brain injury or anything like that. So I think it's uh, – I think they would like him to do like a light sparring thing just to show for the fans, but that's not what anybody wants to see. They want to see Mike Tyson come in like a tank like he used to be and, you know, blast him. Uh, so – I think the whole thing will probably end up being a nightmare, probably the way it will end up. Oh, I think, so. I think Roy, Jones, Roy Jones still has boxing skills. And anytime I see Mike Tyson fight somebody like Lennox Lewis, who knows what a jab is, stays away, keeps the distance, he's got his ass kicked. Even with Buster Douglas, he was he jabbed him, jabbed him, and then overhand right, bam. Yeah, but he beat, I mean, he fucking, he beat a lot of skilled guys. He beat, he beat a lot of skilled guys, but then I'm talking about people who actually didn't try to bang with him. There's some guys that let their ego get in there, and they try to bang with him. And when he gets in under, like, you know that Tyson roll, gets in close. But I'm telling you, everybody he fought that kept that distance and kept that jab going. Look at Lennox Lewis. You look at the people that yeah, but kept Larry going. Holmes had the best jab ever, and Tyson's. He, fought, he also fought a, a Larry Holmes. That was a little bit past <laughs> prime. It wasn't. It wasn't prime Larry Holmes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Tyson's a lot bigger than him too, man. He's a lot, a lot bigger than Roy Jones. Uh, yeah, exactly. but Roy Jones, does, even though he slowed down, I watched a couple uh, him him spar a little bit, and he still has that boxing, you know, IQ. And if he could just roll off of him and jab, 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 roll off, body jab, you know, I mean, I, that's a, that's why people can make fun of Floyd Mayweather all you want. That motherfucker's a tactician. All right, yeah. uh, all right, all right, all right. Next, next question. Uh, so, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Shang. No, 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 you're right. So, no, no, so, Oscar De La Hoya says he's coming back at 47. <laughs> oh, saying, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. No people way. Are, people are saying he might box McGregor. Uh, who, wins no in a who wins in a boxing match right now? McGregor uh, or De La Hoya? I say De La Hoya. I, I think, man, I think, I believe personally that um, – Floyd carried uh, carried Connor. If you watch him fight a couple fights before that, and then I know he's forty and all that, but uh, Floyd could end that fight pretty much any time he wanted, man. But he can't he can't come out there knocking out in one round and the fans all feel ripped off, you know. Like he didn't throw it, literally did not throw one punch in the first round, you know, or whatever, and uh, not one. And then he still won on the judges' scorecard in Nevada, it's so corrupt out there, but didn't throw one punch. So he carried him. I think he wanted to carry him six or seven rounds, and then 
when he decided to end it, he could end it. But that's a uh, Floyd looked like he was doing light sparring and Connor looked like he was going 100%, you know. So, so you think it was Gala funny, Hoya, but they made a lot of money though. So. You think De La Hoya, yeah. so you're saying De La Hoya at 47 still wins? I think he still beats Connor. Yeah, if he, if he comes in in shape, yeah, for sure. Shang? I think that De La Hoya will win, but De La Hoya is. He's a, he's a fucking train wreck, too. But They asked Dana White about it. He goes, what could I say? Cocaine ain't cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. Uh, no, I think De La Hoya wins. But, I mean, McGregor, he looked good the first round, I think, with Floyd. And I think it was because Floyd was, like, letting him. And I think De La Hoya won't let him. I think De La Hoya will be like, no, fuck that. And I think he will start teeing off on, on McGregor. And, and speaking of fading, I think McGregor is – the epitome of fate. Oh, in a boxing match. In a boxing match. No, but even in the UFC, there's a couple times where he started fading. The only time he came back was with the Diaz fight. And I just, you know, he faded them even in that fight. He faded in the first Nate Diaz fight. That's the it. The first fight. The first fight. The second one, he... I mean, the Khabib fight, I don't think he faded. He just got... He just got all. So he faded in one fight. No. He did Nate Diaz fight. That's it. He still fades. You know he fades. Well, well, he, played, he played against May, Mayweather, too. He got – he was yeah, gassed that was, after six right, or seven with Mayweather. Well, listen, this has been awesome. McCorkle, thank you. I, I've, I've learned a lot. You are funny. I don't know I, – I, obviously, you piss people off, but that is funny to me. I don't know what's wrong. Of course, of But course. I think the, your posts are fucking excellent, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> I try. I try. Even, even your commentary on Pat Militich's posts are funny. Because you talk about Pat Militich, if you guys want to follow a conspiracy theorist who hates wearing masks, go on Facebook and follow Pat Militich, and then watch McCorkle stick up for him every time fighting fucking Militich. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you guys are hilarious together. Uh, what What's awesome is, even if I'm wrong on the point, I can always tell you who your kids look like, or like, <laughs> that's why your kid looks like a retarded version or whatever. Like, I always... I found out a guy, a guy started going over the line with me. He crossed the line, said something about my dad who had just died. And so I was like, okay, we're going there with it. That's cool. So I went after him on his uh, mom who had just died. And uh, so I said, hey, here's a, here's a picture. I didn't know your mom came to your last fight. There was a picture of a skeleton at a fight next to a boxing ring. And I just kept going on and on, just destroying him. He ended up blocking me. It always ends the same. I got into it. You probably missed it. I got into it on Twitter. Do you know who that boxer is? There was, there was a cop. Um, it doesn't matter what color he was, but he was black. Uh, there was a black cop who said, all you guys out there, he's at a boxing gym, real muscular dude. All you people out there saying, you know, you, you, if I didn't have a badge or gun, I you saw know, that. You my ass, come to my gym and whip my ass, you know, whatever. So this guy that's a former Olympian who got hit across the face with a pool cue, and I guess it ruined his eye or something, but he's a former 140-pound oh, Who is it? David Reed? I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. He's, uh, he's a little famous, but he uh, – he said, I'll whip your ass anytime you want. It wasn't even his fight. It had nothing to do with it. He starts right mouth off this cop. I'll kick your ass, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I hit the David Reed guy up on Twitter. I said, hey, how about I kick your ass, you know, or whatever. Since you're challenging someone who's not even a pro, you know, or whatever. He's not yeah. even just some cop. I'll kick your ass. And he was like, uh, boxing, yeah, I won't fight you in a bad. I was like, why? So we and him went back, back and forth for days. And then he starts saying, he somehow got an impression. He thought I was someone else. And he got an impression my dad left me when I was a kid. And which didn't happen. Like, I don't know, my parents were married until my dad died, but he kept saying that, and he kept insinuating, like, he kept saying, that's why your breath smells like latex. I was like, whoa, that's homophobic, buddy. Like, calm down. Like, what? All of a sudden, you're saying, you know, like, because uh, I seem awfully afraid of gay people. So we're going back and forth. I keep challenging to a fight, 150 grand, MMA or boxing. But if we do boxing, we have to do 
MMA first, like the first day, because I know he won't make it for the boxing match. I'll break his arm, you know. So uh, we're going back and forth for days. He ended up blocking me because his dad has AIDS. And I said, I think it's ironic. You're making fun of people's dads and talking uh, about being gay. Your dad has AIDS, and you're trying to say it. And he blocked me immediately. He couldn't take it anymore. You know, like, that was what pushed him over the edge. But, yeah, me and him were going for a while. It was ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I always warn people, man. I'll usually send people a DM when they start it with me. Like, hey, I don't want to hurt your feelings. This is going to end really badly for you. Please stop. You know what I mean? Like, please stop saying, don't say personal stuff. Don't say stuff about my kids. Don't say that I'm going to destroy it. And then they start, and then I just, I don't know, it becomes my mission. I've got too much time on my hands, too. So I you, got a lot of, you got a lot of biking in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. That's how Vikings are. No, I must kill you and your whole village. <laughs> yeah, for, sure. That's what Vikings used to do. They say, no, I don't just have beef with you. Now that you yeah. started, I got to kill all the people who ever wore blue or green. <laughs> Anyone who even knows you. Yeah. Yes. Well, listen, guys, you guys are awesome. Take care. Have a great week, guys. Appreciate it. Don't subtract. 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 Don